Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Do you love what you see in the mirror? What reflects back at you? So many of my clients do not appreciate the image looking back. And we call that so often body dysmorphia syndrome. And we're going to talk a lot about body image today on this episode of Visibly Fit. And I'm your host, Wendy Pett. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be a great episode. I have Rachel Gilbert here with me. And she is um, a counselor. And she is um, the author uh, of a book coming out soon. She's um, almost done with it, right? And she's a certified marketing coach. She's creator of The Intentional Influencer. And she has a podcast. She's a host. It's called Real Talk with Rachel, which won Most Bingeworthy Award of Spark 2020. And Rachel helps women find their voice and to be brave enough to use it. I love that, especially in the season. But she loves to have real conversations and to help women women live free so that they can pursue their God-given dreams. So thank you, Rachel, so much for being on Visibly Fit today. This is a hot topic as far as like body image and how we see ourselves. And so I just want to dive in right away and say, uh, and ask you, how did you even get tapped into this kind of niche and specialty of working with, is it mainly women with body image? Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. Yeah. I appreciate being here. It's always an honor, you know, being a podcast host to be a guest because I feel like this is the fun seat I get to sit in. I'm this not, is the fun seat. I'm Maybe the, the hot seat. Exactly. <laughs> it's hot and it's fun. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm actually glad you asked me that because I feel like a lot of times whenever I speak to authors that they've writ, wrote a book and, you know, here I am writing this book on body image. That's the topic it's on. And uh-huh. I counsel women with uh, body dysmorphia, like you mentioned, and eating disorders. And it probably does not come as a surprise that something I've wrestled with myself, you know, Mm. I mean, you often see authors and different people who speak on a topic. They have some form of personal experience. And it's interesting, this topic, because this, uh, you know, we don't have time today to, for me to share my entire story of how I kind of, but can we tap into it just sure. a little bit? I'd sure. love that if you're open yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we yeah, definitely we can go there. I mean, it's, you know, 15 years worth of kind of bondage and breaking free and freedom. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. But one thing, b- before we tap into it, I do just want to share that I honestly resisted being somebody who speaks up on this topic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something that I, you know, had, I had to overcome a lot of my own fears and doubts and insecurities. Uh, but when the Lord makes it clear that you're supposed to, you know, speak up on something, I felt like there came a point where I was kind of walking in disobedience mm-hmm. to not share the freedom that I had found. Mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that because um, we are 
um, you know, we, we all have a journey. We all go through something. And so if we don't use it for his glory, it's like, yeah, sometimes it feels like, okay, wait, am I just being disobedient if he's called you to that thing? So I'm so grateful that you're stepping up and you're finding your voice and have found your voice and you're helping others find theirs. And so let's just kind of go back quickly and, and tap into your, your story uh, briefly, and, and, and then we'll kind of go into more of how we can um, help women break free of this body dysmorphia shaming. Yeah, absolutely. You know, growing up, I was always just a little bit overweight. Um, I, you know, I was at some points a little obese and then just definitely overweight until a teen girl. And I just assumed that's just was my body type. And honestly, I was kind of okay with it. I know that sounds weird, but I was no, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I like to eat. I'm a little, little chubby, but I was okay with it because I was an athlete. And then I actually had an injury when I was 15 years old and mm. the doctor's told me you need to stop exercising. Um, I played basketball at the time and as nicely as they could, they said, and it'd be good if you lost some weight for this injury. It'd really help, you know, cause it was a hip injury Oh wow! and I had never even, it never had crossed my mind that you could lose, like that you had power over what, you know, what you weighed, uh-huh. you know, and how you looked like that just had never even, that was you were comfortable in yeah. your skin at the uh-huh. time, right? Yeah. Like I until someone like, pointed it out, this is how I am. Okay. Mm. And so anyhow, I just gave up, um, drinking soda and candy bars and within a month I'd lost about 35 pounds yes. and the weight just kept falling off, which at first was awesome. You know, I uh-huh. felt great. I had energy, but then it quickly, um, in that season, I didn't realize it at the time, but now I see the enemy deposited a lie in that season that now you're worth something. Like I was getting all this attention mm. from boys. Like for the first time in my life, I got asked out by a boy. Cause you were how old? 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. Right. You said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and parents and teachers, they were praising me for this weight loss, which again, you know, it was a good thing at first for health reasons, mm-hmm. but then I, I took it the opposite way and started starving myself and over exercising and kept just getting smaller and smaller and smaller till I was just tiny yeah. uh, by the age of but 16. not healthy. Yeah. Not healthy. Right. Lost my period, you know, mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. very extreme. Um, and so in came the yo-yoing and the dieting and the binging and all kinds of stuff. And the constant, probably, um, mental mind game and just battle there in, 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 just between the ears, right? That you're having to deal with, okay, am I good now? Am I, am I where I'm going to get the praise instead of just being like, I, I am good. I'm made in God's image. I, I, I got number one's praise, you know, and not um, reaching other people's praise, right? So that's a battle of the mind. And so how did you overcome that? And now you are counseling women with those issues. And so let's talk about how you overcame yeah, you know, it was definitely a journey. And I yeah. love to remind people that it's a journey. Like yeah. if even us sitting here today, if I told you, oh, I, I don't struggle ever with, you know, you know, negative thoughts to myself, that would be a lie because yeah. it's still a journey. However, I now have tools that help me to recognize it quicker and to take those thoughts ca- captive a lot quicker and things like that. And so for at first, the first part of the journey for me was awareness. I didn't realize it was a bad thing initially because all my friends were the same way as me. Like we, mm. I had a, a best friend who we would binge together and then we'd starve ourselves together and we'd go work out at midnight together. So we had these unhealthy habits together. Yeah. So I just honestly didn't see that it was a problem for a while. And the algorithms of your friendships, right? Affect how you show up and think it, it's, it's all good. This yeah. is normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I kind of had this way I lived and I just thought that's just 
how women live. That's just what you do. You know, like yeah. this is the yeah. thing you do. And it wasn't until I got married that my husband then got to have a sneak peek at my habits and mm-hmm. how I was really treating my body. And he was one of the first ones that was like, mm, I don't, you know, kind of brought up to me that that's not very healthy. And then I got pregnant and things really spiraled out of control and I got pregnant. Um, and that's whenever it really came to light, the depths of how much uh, bondage I was in. Mm-hmm. And it was in my, actually my second pregnancy that I began my journey of freedom. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I know that there are women listening today, Rachel, that I don't care if they're in a larger size plus body or a little bitty slender body, they are looking in the mirror and they do not like what they see. And so it's not, um, about the physical, and I know you know that because it's a spiritual situation. It's, it's bridging the gap between the mind and the heart. And, and you were able to be aware because your husband helped you, luckily, take off blinders and for you to kind of like, whoa, okay, this maybe is happening. So you did you go and talk to someone? Did you get help? What was kind of your next step of progress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, I wish I would have gotten professional help. I didn't because honestly it was over a decade ago and I really didn't know that that existed, which again is kind of my heart behind why I love counseling this topic because a lot of women don't realize that there is help. You don't have to walk the journey alone. And I recommend finding professional help. You know, I think my journey would have gone a lot quicker and probably, you know, it just would have been better, but the Lord is good. And, you know, he's, I now do, you know, now I have my own counselor. I, re- I think everybody, you know, even counselors, we need counselors, oh, yeah. you know, yep. so coaches need like, coaches, counselors yeah. need counsel- counselors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you the breaking point for me though, was I remember like it was yesterday and it's been 12 years ago now. Um, my second daughter that I was pregnant with, I had gone to my weekly checkup and I had put on like 10 pounds in two weeks and I just started crying when I saw the weight on the scale. Mm. And thankfully by the grace of God, I had a doctor who was a believer. Mm. He didn't get on to me about why have you gained so much weight? What have you been eating? He's like, what's happened? Like what's going on with you? You know, he kind of like saw there was something happening with me and he was the first medical professional that kind of called that out and was like, you know, and he actually told his nurses from now on, I want you to um, cover the scale when you weigh her. She doesn't need to know. Like, yeah. She, there's yeah. no reason she needs to know. And uh, like that was totally freeing for me the rest of pregnancy. I didn't know what I weighed. They did, obviously, just making sure I was okay. But um, and, and I remember leaving that appointment and I went and sat in my car and I just bawled. And it was in that moment, like something shifted in my heart that I knew. I said, Lord, I don't want to live that. I know there's more to life than me living for a number on a scale or a size of a pant or how I think I look or feel or whatever. And I was like, Jesus, just come like, help me to, you know, just come meet me in this place. And that was the first time I really opened my heart to the Lord and said, will you come to this area of my life? You know, cause I think we want to compartmentalize and I wanted to, you know, eating disorders and body dysmorphia is a big control control thing. And so to release that control, you surrender. Yeah. That, uh-huh. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is, period. I don't care what compartment or area in our life that we're talking about. It's about God taking the wheel throughout all of our life. And so it's what area in your life, you know, you that are listening, it may not be with your physical being or whatever. It may be in your finances. It could be somewhere in a relationship. Where are you not allowing God to just take over and just you surrender the situation? And so I love that you had that moment. How precious, right? How intimate to have that surrender moment. And so after you surrendered, um, what, what happened? How did, how did you show up? 
How did, how did you feel about yourself when you looked in the mirror? How did you see yourself? Yeah, you know, I stopped looking in the mirror to look at a um, size and even like weighing. So this is a mm-hmm. personal conviction of mine. I'm not going to say everybody needs to do this, but a per- personal conviction that God gave me in that moment mm-hmm. was to stop weighing myself. Yes. Um, like it just was a it was a bondage for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like I just he wanted me to give that up. Yes. And so I stopped weighing myself still to this day. I don't unless I go to a doctor's checkup because, again, they can check in on me, but I don't need to, you know, as yeah. long as somebody's, you know, like my health is OK. Of course, we want to we're not going to be completely blind to that. We need to take care of our bodies, but I shifted my perspective to whole food eating and Mm -hmm. like looking at food as energy, not my enemy, but just energy. Like, okay, what's going to fuel me today? Looking at exercises. I get to go do this. I don't, I don't say that all the time. Yes, you get to. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I don't have to, to burn calories. I get to move my body and Uh listening to my body and just honoring it, you Mm -hmm. know, honoring it for the temple that it is. And and again, I feel like it's a daily surrender because I can easily go back you know, that mm. old negative mindset can come up. Yeah. Um, and I, I personally have to be very careful about um, triggering situations or maybe people I might follow on Instagram that I have to just be careful about who's speaking into my life. In yeah. This area. And not to compare. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I have with my clients, you know, most of them want to weigh themselves all the time. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. We're not weighing, you know, it's only a once a week kind of thing just to kind of see the progress, but it's about how you feel. It's like, are you sleeping better? Are you not as anxious? Do you have more peace? You know, do you feel healthier? Are you stronger? Are you showing up with a better attitude? You know, all the things, it's not like, it's just about you know, how you look. I mean, that comes later. As long as you're like, you're talking, eating whole foods. I'm all about whole food plant-based. And so it's, it's fueling your body well so that you can show up in, in the body that God has really gifted you with, um, with full speed to do what you're called to do. And so I love that you have a, a voice in this arena because people are looking for someone that can, um, guide them through. And you've counseled so many women and maybe men too, for that matter. But you also do a lot with, um, you know, marriage and family therapy, right? And so let's talk a little bit about body dysmorphia and body image issues when it comes to a marriage, because I have, this is a kind of hot topic when I'm working with my clients. It's like, okay, turn out the lights, you know, don't want my husband to see me. Okay. Let's, let's go there. Okay. Let's talk about how this can, um, really affect the relationship of, of a man and woman in marriage. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is huge. And again, my husband and I have had so many conversations about this because I feel like he's, he's always shedding light to me, like his perspective. And, and I'm glad that him and I can have these hard conversations because they aren't, they're not easy conversations. And I'll, I'll never forget one time, um, I, this has been, I don't know how many years ago, but I were, I was, I told him, I said, honey, I'm, I feel exhausted because I feel like I'm hustling to try to keep up this body. Cause I want you to like, you know, be attracted to me or whatever. And he said a lot of really nice things, but one thing he said that I'll never forget. I said, he said, Rachel, stop comparing yourself to other women, including your younger self. She's another woman. Oh, yes. And, oh, that's so good. And that's what I have been doing. I was comparing myself to pre-pregnancy Rachel or pre, and you the, know, teen the girl athlete Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's just like, I, he's like, honestly, and another thing he taught me too, was that, um, for him anyways, I can't speak for all men, but 
he, he believes it's the majority of men, they are more interested in a wife that's excited to have sex with them than what you look like. Amen. He's like, you could, he said, you could, you could be a hundred pounds overweight, but if you were excited to have sex and I didn't have to like, you know, yeah. drag you into the bedroom and yeah. beg and plead for you to take your clothes up. Like if you just honestly were excited to, to have sex and, um, then that is way more attractive than being cut up and muscled up and toned up yes. and all those things. So he's like, just take the pressure off. And, no, that's, yeah. so, that's, you know what? Someone needs to hear that because I, I think women put the pressure on themselves mm-hmm. so much because they have an expectation of what their husband expects or, or, you know, maybe there has been something said. Uh, so there may be that flip side too. Maybe their husband has said something. So that's a whole nother topic right there that you need to work through. But on the other side, men just want to know that, that you that you show up at your present and you are giving your all to them and, and vice versa, right? We want to make sure our man is is present and fully with us when we're in the bedroom. And so we want that for you know, like let's put the shoe on the other foot. And so that's what we want for them. And we're not looking at their body and going, oh, you know, gross. So I think we had to put quit putting that pressure on ourselves. So I love that. And then um I'm actually gonna go here as well because body image can really affect our children because more is caught than taught. Right. And so when they see mom showing up in yo-yo dieting, uh, kind of journey all the time or looking in the mirror and going, Oh, look at this, look at that. You know, what does that do to their psyche? So let's talk about that and maybe how you've worked with uh, families in that regard. Yeah. And on a personal note, you know, I have two daughters, right. so they oh, were, yeah. uh, you know, again, it's interesting how as a parent, you'll kind of do some deeper hard work whenever you also have children watching. And I started to recognize like my daughters having some of the ha- same hangups that I had. And I thought, no, I'm not okay with this, you know, like, and I was so thankful that the Lord highlighted it and mm. showing me like, look what, you know, you're, I I wanted to break the generational cycle in that curse. And it really is taking a stand and saying, I'm not passing this on to my kids. And one of the ways that I have really took a stand on that, I mean, one prayer, you know, obviously breaking, I I believe in the power of prayer, breaking generational cycles. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is I'm very open and honest with my girls. Like I've even shared with them past struggles, but I share with them current struggles Mm -hmm. because one thing that I'm very passionate about when it comes to this topic is us doing exactly what you and I are doing right here and having conversations about it. So many people struggle silently and they actually have, you know, issues, but nobody knows about it because you wouldn't know from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. and they just struggle silently and then they kind of pass that along. Um, and, and so with my girls, you know, I, I just am very open and honest with them. And then what that's done now that they're teenagers, they've been able to come to me and say, mom, I, you know, I have to tell you, I've really been struggling, like, you know, and they'll just tell me and they trust you. Yes. And they know I'm not going to come jump down their throat and, you know, shame them or tell them you shouldn't be thinking like that, or you shouldn't be doing that. I listen and I try to, you know, help them work through it and then get the help that they need as well. No, I love that. I think that's so awesome that they are, they know that you're an authentic mom and they had trust you. They can come to you and they feel secure and, and, uh, and your wisdom in that department. So that's huge. What about, um, what, what did you first notice or with your children, um, that they were kind of emulating that, that kind of triggered, okay, wait, I got to uh, pull this back and we got to get a handle on this. Um, what, what did you see in them that was kind of a reflection of what you were like? Yeah. You know, um, so my big body image struggle has been more in the area of, um, I, you know, I know your listeners can't see me, but I'm an, an athletic 
person and uh-huh. I love to, I love to work out. Like it's totally a get to for me, yeah. you know, it's totally, a, I love to see how much weight I can lift or how far I can run. Like that's just, it's fun. You yeah, know, yeah, I, don't, that's awesome. I don't think it's, you know, anything I dread. It's like totally a fun thing to go do. Um, but I, but most have, people think like exercise is a four letter word. You yes, know what I mean? So uh-huh. I love that you love to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the, the rare people I think that feel that way, but, um, I have wrestled with, uh, being self-conscious of my stomach because mm. that's just kind of an area of my body that no matter how much I exercise, I have a little bit of a, a pooch there. And I don't remember how old my oldest was. I want to say she was like eight and she's now 14. I remember her, she'd walk around and like put her hands on her stomach. Mm. Like she was really, and she barely had any stomach, you know? Right. So it was kind of like, and, and I remember I asked her, I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I just don't like my stomach. It's poochy. And it just really struck me. Cause I'm like, she's eight. I have, I have been very clear with, you know, to not audibly say anything to them. Like I've never once in front of them uttered, Oh, I don't like my stomach or, Oh, but they watch you, but they watch me. And that when I saw her, you know, grab her stomach, like I probably did not realize I've Uh done to myself many times. It, it just was like eye opening, you know, (laughs) what a great reminder that um, we really need to be uh, aware of our body language and how we are showing up and, and because yeah, our children are watching and not just our children, but other people are, you know, other people's children or just other women are watching. And so how are we really showing up? Are we showing up with God confidence or is it this self, whatever thing that we've got going on that is not going to, uh, you know, be good. We want it. We want to have that God confidence, not the self confidence, uh, you know, self-confidence. Yes. But I'm talking God confidence first. So, um, regarding the, the women that you work with and counsel and that kind of thing, would you say that, um, there is body image issues? You, you mentioned about control, but you talk a little bit also with your clients about fear. Do you think it's because they fear being rejected in a certain circle or instance uh, or situation that that's why they have this body image stuff. Is that one of the reasons? Um, just fear they're not good enough fear. You know, what is it? Yeah. You know, body image is very complex. I think sometimes we try to put it in a little box and say uh, there's a linear thing with it and it's really not. In fact, some of my recent research, uh, I'm an EMDR therapist, which is just trauma therapist basically. Yep. Yep. And, um, there's a lot of research around trauma and, uh, body image and disordered eating and things like that. Um, and then, so yeah, around trauma, fear is huge. Yes. You know? I mean, it's like literally in a traumatic experience, your body does what it needs to, to protect yourself, but then yeah. it stays there, mm. you know? And so as a trauma informed therapist, we're trying to get people unstuck from those mm-hmm. places that, you know, it's like you, you basically have to retrain your mind to say, Hey, Hey, Hey mind, Hey body, you're safe now. Yes. You can unlock, but you can let that go. You can Surrender. let the fear go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you know, this is why I, I have a hard time doing any of this without Jesus because I'm like, right. You know, in our own strength, I could white knuckle it and I could let go and I could surrender for maybe a few minutes and then I'm going to pick it back up and uh-huh. be like, wait, hold on. And sometimes that you still know? happens, uh-huh. but, yeah. but at least it makes it easier because it's like, okay, Jesus, take the wheel. Um, well, okay. So I, I love that, that you are, um, really, you know, all about getting people past these strongholds and, and that kind of thing. Cause they do, they show up, but trauma is a big thing. And so your trauma was, you know, 
having the injury and, and you may have had another trauma on top of that that maybe we're not even talking about, but it kind of may have been subconsciously and then it came conscious and, you know, it's kind of a, a, a layered trauma can happen as well, whether it's, you know, abuse or an injury or all kinds of things and it can cause um, people to, to react in different ways. So, um, would, would you, what would you say right now, someone listening that wants to take that first step and having that surrender and having that, that stronghold broken, what would you say beyond prayer and, and, you know, give your life to, to Christ if they're not already, but what would you say like a, a practical tool in their toolbox would be? Yeah. You know, I wish my book was available already. I yeah, would tell I you, you need to go buy my book. Well, hang <laughs> tight because I will put that in the show notes. I'll update them and, and you'll get it eventually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's really not just as a, um, I, I don't want to call it a sleazy sales pitch, but really my heart behind writing the book is that I've yeah. done a lot of research into finding resources for people because I get asked this question almost daily. Mm. And I have yet to find a resource that I feel like does a good job of partnering the science with yes. the Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, so that's why, um, but practically speaking, um, if you feel like a couple of different things, if you feel like the trauma piece, like whenever I said the word trauma, your brain probably immediately said, Ooh, there's something there. And, you know, maybe that was even the Holy Spirit saying, uh, maybe that cause trauma comes in a couple different forms. One's big T trauma, like what you just mentioned, like some big event that we would all recognize and then right. small T trauma, which are smaller things that kind of add up over time. Sure. And so everybody has trauma, mm -hmm. like they don't realize it, but everybody does. So if you really resonate with that, a book I recommend is called The Body Keeps Score. Um, mm -hmm. and it's very, very fascinating about trauma and how it affects your body and everything. And so that's one practical. It is more on the sciencey nerdy side, you know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's one that I recommend. Um, and then the, uh, Revelation Wellness. I'm a Revelation Wellness instructor. Oh, okay. They have a, um, it's not on body image per se, but it, it's definitely, they've got great resources and things like that. So those are cool. just a few resources that, you know, I'd recommend. Yeah. And, I'll, meantime, and I will update the show notes and put your book in there yeah, uh, eventually okay. when it comes out. So it's <laughs> all good. But I so love spending this time with you because I know this is a hot topic. And I say hot. I mean, it's not like people are always talking about it. But it is a serious topic. And that's what I mean. And so if you are listening and you are struggling in any way, um, go and check out Rachel's website and see if there's anything that um, resonates with you. Maybe there's some tools there for you as well. Just go to rachelgilbert.com. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great resource for you. So thank you so much for spending time with me here on Visibly Fit. And um, God bless you. God bless your ministry. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you next time uh, on Visibly Fit. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.